We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Welcome to Mosgill. It's great to have you guys live streaming in. I love technology. It's awesome. Hope we're good. Hope they've got the heaters on out of Mosgill. We've got them on in here. If, if you, <laughs> we, we had a hallelujah here in the city. I'm sure you did in Mosgill as well. Very cool. Well, uh, it's good to be in church. I love being in church. Uh, I love being in a place where, where we just get together and meet uh, to encourage one another and spur one another on. If you've been in the life of the church for a little while, uh, you would hear that a lot. I really am a, uh, a firm believer that we're here to encourage and, and champion one another on. And uh, hopefully, if you've been in the life of the church a little, a little bit of time, you would know that you're loved. You would know that we're here to champion you on. We believe in you. doesn't matter what you're going through. We love you. And that we really believe in that God can just do anything in our lives. And so if you're here this morning, you're believing uh, for a breakthrough, you're believing for God to do something, I believe you're in the right place. And so we, we champion you, we love you. Uh, if there's anything that we can do to help answer questions about the love of Jesus Christ, we would love to uh, answer those questions. And one of the greatest ways that um, we 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 connect as a as a church is that we we have these uh, little things called e groups. If you've come from a, a different church or or you or you may have heard of them called small groups, life groups, uh, cell groups. There's probably a, more names for them, but we call them e groups, uh, and and they are just really a small group that meets during the week to again champion one another on pray, encourage, spur, uh, help meet needs, all those sort of things. And I want to encourage you, get into an e-group. Who's, who's in an e-group? Put your hand up. Who thinks they've got the best e-group leader? Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of jabbing going on here. Why did you not shout out? That's all right. That's all right. Well, um, we, we are in a series at the moment called The Honor Key and uh, authored by Pastor Russell Evans of Planet Shakers. And, and as you've been going through uh, that e-group series, I pray that it's been talking to you. Uh, honor is one of those things that is, uh, I, I believe, so important. And this morning, um, again, much like the 5 p.m. last week. Who was at the 5 p.m. last week? Some of you, you put your hands up. We, there was an, um, it was an awesome time. Uh, of just what God did, how, how, how the Holy Spirit come and led uh, the evening. And even this, mor this morning, uh, I know where we want to get to. We're just going to jump in and go for it. Uh, and, and, and we might take a few S-bends, I'm not sure. But uh, it's down here. I'm praying it's going to come from here, out of here, and hopefully into everyone else's heart by the power and grace of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so... Um, First, though, first, firstly, firstly, I think we've got to clarify a few things. Are there are there any fishermen or fisherwomen in the life of the church who likes fishing? Who likes going fishing? Come, put your hands up, be brave, both locations. All right, who, who Ben? I'm just going to pick you, mate. Come up here for a second. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, and 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 in Mosgill, Jason, you can choose someone. I want them up on the stage right now. 
And they just need to answer these questions. They're very simple questions. Nothing, nothing too, uh, too, too strenuous at all. Um, but you like fishing. Uh, do, you say, do you think you are a, a, a good fisherman? No. Right. <laughs> Humility is good. All right. So um, in, in your fishing experience, what was the, uh, the, the largest fish that you've caught? And we need you to demonstrate this, please, just with arms if possible. Just the largest fish. Oh, so for a trout species, that is very, uh, yeah. Fish maybe a bit bigger. Yeah. In the sea, they grow a bit bigger. Yeah. yeah. You're telling me I have no idea about fish. I just know they come with chips, and that's it. Um, okay, so... So thank you for that. And so different species, all that sort of stuff. Hopefully in Mosgill, you were honest as well. And uh, you're cheering that person on, whoever it was. All right. Well, th thank you very much, Ben. And thank you for the person out of Mosgill. But um, I, I also am a, an awesome fisherman. Not really. I'm telling lies right here. But I remember going fishing with my, um, with my dad once and uh, at the very, very much near the top of the South Island uh, in the, near Abel Tasman and Queen Charlotte Sounds a little bit further. There's some excited people. We're getting closer to the North Island here or home. Um, but I remember there's these little islands uh, called the Brother Islands. Anyone have heard of the Brother Islands? And the one person who was excited before is still excited now. Um, anyway, there are a little bit few islands at the to just near the uh, top anyway. And uh, we stopped off there on the way back. We were going from South Island to the North Island. And uh, we just stopped off there for a, just a moment of time. You know, just a moment with you, Lord. Just a moment with you, Lord. Anyway, uh, and I got out my fishing rod. And this is, I got to understand, I think I was about 12 years old. And I put that fishing line down, and it went down, and it went down, and it went down. Anyway, it stopped, and, 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 and then I felt this, this fish and this tug, and, and I started winding it in, winding it in, winding it in. I was like, and, and being 11, uh, I hadn't quite developed the uh, finely chiseled athletic body that I have now. Um, I got tired, and, uh, and I was like, Dad, I need you to... I need you to wind this fishing. And so dad comes down, he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, this, this thing's going to be huge. And he winds in the fish anyway, and, and, it's, uh, and it's something I'd never heard of before, but it's a species called blue cod. Has anyone heard of blue cod down here in the South Island? We like the blue cod. And anyway, this fish, I am sure this fish was like this big. It was when I was 11 years old. Anyway, it was this big. And, and, but as I keep telling the story, Dad, Dad looks at me, he's like, the fish was this big, <laughs> this big. Um, and, and again, I, I'm sure one more other story, but when I was, again, a young, a young child, I uh, used to go to McDonald's, not often, but every now and then, because uh, McDonald's was expensive. And, and I was allowed to order a cheeseburger. Who likes cheeseburgers? Dirty old cheeseburger goes down well. And anyway, um, this cheeseburger was good, but then I always, I always just imagined, man, because I always saw my mom and my stepdad eating like the quarter pounder. The quarter pounder. Who likes the quarter pounder? That's for the, like, the ex ex experienced cheeseburger eaters. 
And, uh, and then, so then one day when I was young, I was like, can I have a quarter pounder? And uh, they said, yes. And it was like this big. And, and it was good. Cause, and I, I, I don't know if I finished it or not. But fast forward now, I'm a little bigger. I've grown up a little bit. And now I think that then you go and you go fishing now. A fish, a big fish, is something you can't even measure with your arms. A, a burger now, I look at the burger, I'm like, man, I can do that in one mouthful. <laughs> I'm like, that thing's tiny. There's, no, there's nothing here. And you're like, well, well, I know there's a whole lot of questions going through your head. Firstly, what the heck does this have to do with honor? Uh, where are you going to go with this? And hurry up, I'm hungry now, it's lunchtime. <laughs> but we're going to get there. I want to I start off with this scripture, and I think we'll be able to, uh, hopefully, we'll be able to link these things together. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 is, is the account of the, the heroes of faith. Uh, and we read through the whole chapter, and you'll, hear, you'll read about different stories, different accounts of people who stepped out in faith. But I want to start off in verse 1. It says this, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. Verse 3, by faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command and that, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. I want to talk about faith this morning, but I want to talk about it from a place that we honor by faith. We honor by faith. See, see faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So let's go back to the fishing. The fishing was like, I, 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 I stuck the fishing rod out and I knew something was there, but I still, I, I could have had the story. Oh man, when I was 11, I had guns like this and, and I pulled this thing in only just and I could only, you know, the boat was like five meters wide and the fish didn't even fit inside of it and, and all that. And people are going, show me the photo. Right? Show me the photo. Show me the evidence. Show me the evidence about it. Show me, show, faith shows the reality. And, 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 you know, I could have even gone, well, yeah, I was. And, and then we could have had the old fishing rod and the fish on the end of it. And then, you know, the person standing over there. And you just lean the fishing rod towards them and the fish gets bigger. Does anyone know this? No one knows this. This is like, no one knows this. This is a good trick for all you fishermen out there. If you want to show people that you've caught a big fish, stand and push the fishing rod forward and the fish gets bigger and you get scale. Anyone. Anyway, uh, next illustrations on this screen next time, right? <laughs> but but we, we, we say, man, it was awesome. And we start, we ta start telling stories. Who's got, a, who's got stories they tell? About when, you know, my dad told me a story about when he was young, he got swallowed by a, by a shark and he tickled its tonsils and it coughed him back out. I'm like, Dad, how big was the shark? I'm like, did, did you even know who Jonah was? What, what was going on? Like, you same experience type thing. Hold on a second. That's not real. 
And we, and we, we talk about a whole lot of things in, in church and we talk a big talk sometimes. And please hear me this morning. I'm not saying let's not keep prophesying. Let's not keep declaring. Let's, let's keep doing all of those things. But I, I believe that the Lord wants to reveal to us to, to this morning about honoring by faith. Honoring Him, honoring the Lord by faith. Because God wants to show us evidence, show the reality. He wants to give us the evidence of things that we cannot see through the faith of people of old earn a good reputation. And you go through and you read through the stories of old and you read through Genesis and you read through the Judges and you read through other books and you just see people stepping out in faith. And there's evidence. I was praying just a little while ago. I was like, Lord, it's got to rain. We need more water in our, in our tank. And everyone's saying, please stop praying now. Please stop praying. And like, Seriously, we were that low. We needed water. And I was like, okay, Lord, I've read it. I've read it in my Bible when uh, Elijah, yeah, just checking if you knew your Bible. <laughs> he he told his servant to run to the uh, run to the side of the mountain, run run to the distance, to run to the horizon to see if they could see a cloud. And seven times he had to go. I'm like, all right, Lord. Well, if he did it then, we can do it now. And it's been raining, and it's been great for us. Praise Jesus. It is. I'm excited about that. But faith is, shows the reality. We honor God with our faith. Um, so, but let's keep going. In, in Mark chapter 6, verse 6, this is, the, is sort of the, the scripture that we started off this honor series with. And let's read it together or read some of it. And it's Jesus in his hometown. And they just, who is this person? But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives and his own home. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. Jesus was amazed at their lack of faith. See, when we talk about honor and we talk about uh, honoring the Lord or honoring each other, honoring, honoring the, his presence, honoring the word of God, we talk about a lot of things. But when it comes to honor, we actually honor, I believe, is a, is a root to faith. And if you want to grow in faith, you've got to learn how to honor and express honor through by faith. Honoring the Word of God, honoring what Jesus says, honoring His presence. So here we've got Jesus. He's growing up a little bit. He's teaching in the synagogues. He's, he's speaking the Word of God. It says this in the account, but they're like, who is this boy? Who is this person? He wasn't a boy. He, he was a bit old. He was 30 by the stage. Who is this person? You know, and, and it leads me to the fact is, man, how, how much do we honor the faith that is on other people's lives? And in this, and when, in this moment, though, we, the, his family needed to honor Jesus. But because there was familiarity, because they, they expected this is just Jesus, the carpenter's son. You know, I wonder, I wonder how many times we miss out on seeing miracles because we're just familiar with the situation. We can become familiar. Oh, well, let's just rock into church this morning on Sunday. It's fun times. I know we're going to get carrots. It's already been highlighted. <laughs> oh, yeah, they'll probably talk about tithing because what church doesn't talk about money these days? Um, 
not saying that's like that. <laughs> but you know, sometimes we have attitudes. It's like, oh, what, what are we going to do? Oh, that's too loud. That's too noisy. This is too what? And, and because of that, we can miss out on an opportunity of, of, of Jesus wanting to do a whole lot of things in our life. So the first thing this morning is we've got to honour by faith. Let's honour what the Lord says. I, I needed to add in and make sure we had th- verse 3 in there. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That we, can, we cannot see it, uh, see, excuse me, what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. I don't understand how the world was made apart from God told it to. God spoke it. And the world was formed. For me, that's, that's simple. If, if you're a scientist in this room and all that, I pray you've got faith to know that it's simple as well. And I'm excited that you're trying to figure it out as well. Uh, but, but it's by faith. God created the heavens and the earth. It's by faith. I did not see Jesus die on the cross. But I, I've, I, I have read about it. I have someone's been te- telling me about it. And in fact, I actually had a coffee this week with the person who led me to Jesus when I was 14. It was awesome. It was, it was emotional. It was great. But why? Because something happened. There was faith that got ignited in my life. And it's by faith. We, we honor God's word. It's by faith we keep going. But here's the thing is faith also gets built. Faith gets established in our heart when we, when we see, when we experience the word of God and we experience stepping out and healing and praying for someone or providing for someone or speaking love and truth into someone's life. It's by faith. We see those things. Even the, this morning, I had someone come up to me and say, man, you know that word that you spoke into that person's life last week? Well, in our e-group this week, we got, we got them to do that thing, and they could do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, I, I, I would expand more on it, but I'm believing for a, a full testimony, a full healing in Jesus' name. But, but that came from them honoring the prophetic word that was spoken. They could have said, oh, yeah, I've heard it before. Wow. Heard it before. Oh, well, that's what you'll get then. Oh, it's just Jesus, the carpenter's son. Well, that's what you'll get then. It says there that Jesus could not do any, or he could do small miracles. Um, let's keep going. So honor by faith. In, uh, in Matthew chapter 18, Verses 19 to 20. I want to share this scripture with you and then I'll unpack it. I also tell you this. If two of you agree here on the earth concerning anything, you ask my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there uh, among them. How many times have we heard that scripture? It's, a, it's, it's probably a, a scripture that you've heard before, where two or three together, two or three gathered together. There I am in the midst. Who's heard that before? Put your hand up. I want to know if people have heard this before. Have you even have read it before? We've read it before, but we we, we always preach it and teach it. Uh, but have we thought about the context that it comes from? It actually comes from the context of when you need to go and address another believer of the sin in their life. Right? Have we real? Have we put these things together? And and so there's this there's this person who obviously loves someone. 
and saying, hey, there's this area that I, I, I see in your life. It's, it's, it's not good because sin is self-destruction. And so what they do is they sit down, they have a conversation, and then this is the scripture that comes at the very end of that process. So when you get to the very end of that process, when you're correcting or, or loving someone, working through an issue, when you get agreement in that togetherness, then the Lord turns up. That's where He turns up, in the agreement. And so we can like go, well, I believe where two or three are gathered together in agreement, then Jesus will turn up. I don't, I don't believe that we always have to be dealing with an issue. Praise the Lord. But, but just we've got to understand. And here's the thing is, I wonder why sometimes issues don't get fixed. Because you never end up getting to a place of agreement. And I think we've got to understand that this morning, this is a little side issue, but a side statement. But when we are addressing people or talking to people about life and, and then someone might get defensive or hurtful, the, 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 the process never finishes until you get to a place of godly agreement. So maybe you've got to stop the conversation. Maybe you've got to give people more time to process things. Maybe you've got to pray together. Maybe So that's just a little pastoral tip right there. The goal is to get to a place of agreement, because that's where where this where there is agreement, the Lord turns up. Because who knows when the Lord turns up, anything can happen. When the Lord turns up, anything can happen. And so I want to I want to go into a couple of stories this morning from the Bible, and you may know them, and you may know them well, and that's good. But I want to read from Matthew chapter eight, verses five through thirteen. It says this, the faith, it's the title is The Faith of a, of a Roman Officer. Many of you may have read this before, but I believe it will help illustrate uh, honoring by faith this morning. Uh, when Jesus returned, so Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 15. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, your young servant lies in bed paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come to my home. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be blessed, it will be healed. I know this because I am under authority of my under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go, and they go, come, and they come. And if I say to my slave, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from the east and the west, and sit down with, with Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those who the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Verse 13, Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go back home because you believed it has happened and your young servant was healed that same hour. I think this is a, this is a, this is a great um, piece of scripture of an account of when Jesus heals someone who's not in the room. Have you ever been believing for Jesus to heal or break through in a circumstance when that person's not in the room. 
I don't know about you, but it gives me faith. And I want to honor the Lord and with my faith to go, come on, God, you can break through for this person. Come on, you can break through. We're praying this person back into your kingdom. And I believe that's something that, that the Lord wants to stir in your heart this morning, that, Lord, you can break through. You can break through. Lord, I continue to pray for these people that are in my life. Who's got people in their world that are believing for a breakthrough? In? Who's got people in their world that, they, that need healing and are not here this morning, but they, they're maybe in their own church or maybe they're not even in church, but there's people that they're praying for and believing for. Or well, by faith this morning, could we believe that the Lord can break through for them. Could we, could we be like the, the Roman officer here and go, Lord, I'm just going to honour you by faith this morning. I'm going to declare that this person's going to be healed. I, I came coming to you this morning. When I get into the presence of God, God, you can do anything. Hallelujah. Anyway, some questions. I was reading this. It's like, well, how did the Roman officer know about Jesus? Why did he want to go and see him? Had he heard? How far did he have to travel? Oh, what, 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 what's going on and, and all of this? And I, and I start thinking about some things. But really, it's, it's about the honoring a, a system here. Honoring authority. Why, why did he call himself, Lord, I'm unworthy? He said that. He labeled that about himself. Lord, I'm unworthy to have you in my home. Just say the word. And there was a level of, a, of authority and there was a level of humility and, and there was a level of honor given to the, to, to the Lord. See, did a structure create authority or did honor? Did a structure create authority or was it honor? Uh, you can have an, an authoritative structure, but it won't create honor. You can, we, we, we could be Pastor Will, Pastor Will's the boss, this is how it is, do what he says. That's it. No one gets to say anything. I'm the boss. Oh, that just feels ugly already. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's not the spirit of God working. That's like control. It's not, it's just gross for a better word. But as, as we come in and as we honor, go, hey, hey, this is, this is the vision of the church. This is what I believe the Lord has, has said for us to do. Could we honor that? Could we honor this together? Could we, well, hey, I've had, I've had numerous meetings and numerous coffees with people and we don't agree. But there's still honor. There's still vision. There's still value. But did a structure create authority or did honor? You can have an authoritative structure, but it won't create honor. Honor is given and honor will build faith. See, see, the Roman officer here, he just chose. He just chose to honor. I'm going to honor. Why? Because this is how it is in the world that I live in. And so I've learned that when I honor, there, there, there stuff happens. And, and he chose to honor by faith. See, there's honor in agreement. There's honor in agreement. I wonder what was... When, when it says a little bit further on, it says that Jesus was amazed. And he even makes this statement, out of all of Israel, I've not seen greater faith. What a statement. 
What a statement. I, I wonder what Jesus was actually amazed at. Was he amazed at, his, at the Roman officer's, officer's faith? Or was he amazed at the Roman officer's understanding of honor? I just, I just, I just ask myself these questions because I believe that the faith came from a root of honor. And, we, and the Roman officer just goes, as long as, as just if I could get in the presence of, of Jesus, just if I could get him to say these words, just if I could get him to just think of my circumstance, my situation. Do you know another illustration, the woman with the issue of blood? She's just honored. She, she knew and she'd heard of Jesus, but she honored. She's like, if I can just touch the hem of his robe, and if you, if you weren't here over when Shane Willard was here, he did this amazing teaching about just touching the hem of the robe of Jesus because of a whole lot of teaching in that, and we can't go into it. But this, this lady just honored, honored the presence, honored Jesus. If I can just touch the corner of his robe, and what happened, that, that released power into that place. See, see, she led into a place where she, she pressed into the presence of Jesus. The Roman officer pressed in to the presence of Jesus. I believe we've got to honor uh, by faith, but honor by agreement, honor by the presence of God. See, uh, more and more in, in the life of the church, I really want to create a place where we honor the presence of God. As I've said a number of times as a church, you know, the main thing is not the preaching. The main thing is the pre- leading ourselves into the presence of God. The main thing is you worshiping the Lord. The main thing is getting into His presence. And that's why last Sunday night was what happened it's last Sunday night. Where we led ourselves into the presence of God. All right, let's keep moving on. Um, um, um. Let's just, yeah, worship team, if you guys can jump up, that'd be good. See, where we're getting to this morning, we've got to honor by faith, honor by agreement, honor by his presence. Uh, I've got to go there. Just back in that last scripture. It was the story of the Roman officer. And, and what, there's, there's a passage of, this, of Scripture in there that sort of confused me a little bit because I'm like, we've got this nice story of Jesus and a Roman officer and, and Jesus heals the servant and it's nice and it's good, but there's this one passage in there which I'm like going, why did you slip that in there? And I don't know about you, but there's this bit where it says this. And I tell you that, the, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from the east and the west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I'm like, that's, that's like a mean scripture putting in a nice story. But it's in there for a reason. And I believe it's in there for a reason because it highlights, and he's talking to the the people that are there, it highlights our need of Christ. It highlights whether we're going to choose to honour or not. Where it says a whole lot of Gentiles, which are people that that who weren't Israelites, everyone else in the rest of the world, 
as many of them are going to honour the Word of God, honour faith, honour salvation. But then there's going to be a whole lot of Israelites, chosen people, who are going to miss out. Why? Because they don't honour salvation. They don't honour the grace of God. They don't honour His presence. Verse 13 again, and it just goes on. Because you believed it, it has happened. Why? Because we honoured faith. Because we honoured faith. I wonder this morning, what could we honour? What faith could we honour? And um, in, uh, in John chapter 14, it goes on, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes, from verse 12, anyone believes in me, will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I'll do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I'll do it. That's a pretty powerful Scripture. Well, what could we ask the Lord for? in His name, and He'll do it. And I know right now there's a whole lot of people in their head just going, well, I've asked for a hundred things. It hasn't happened. Keep honouring. Keep honouring. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. Keep believing. Verse 15, it says, If you love me, obey my commands, and I'll ask the Father, and He will give you the Advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive Him because it isn't looking for Him and doesn't recognize Him. This upsets me, that Scripture, because I wonder how many times I've, I've missed Him because I wasn't looking. I wonder how many opportunities I've passed by because I wasn't looking. How many moments of breakthrough, of healing, of faith, of evidence I've missed out on because I wasn't looking. It goes on and says this, but you know Him because He lives within you now and later, will lives with you and now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you soon. The world will no longer see me, but you will see me since I live. You also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know what I am. Uh, You will know that I am in the Father and you are in me and I am in you. Those who accepted my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them and I will love them and reveal Myself to each of them. See, I wrote this question down because I just like asking questions. What is more, more important, love or obedience? Well, there's really those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. That's the answer. When we accept God's commandments for our life, when we align our lives with how God wants us to live. Now, I know there's areas we're working on and that's cool and God accepts that. But let's obey Him and and love Him and seek Him and search for Him. And the Scripture here says He's going to send an advocate. 
And this is really where I want to do a, a swerve in the road or where I want to finish off this morning is in this place because there's nothing like the presence of God. There's nothing like the power of God. In Acts chapter 2, and again, if you've been a Christian for a long time, you'll know this, but if you haven't, this is a beautiful Scripture, and I pray it comes alive in your heart. On the day of Pentecost, all believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages. The Holy Spirit gave them the ability. I love this scripture. I love all of this stuff because it's really the outpouring of the promise of God that we read about in John chapter 14. It's about when the Holy Spirit was released into the world that we now live in. And I think about the 50 days between when Jesus was crucified on the cross and, and, and then uh, 50 days later, it was when, this was when the Holy Spirit came in the upper room into the, uh, on the disciples. And, and it says here, and I, I think we've got to understand this because this is really important because it will help us lead to a place of evidence. It says that the, the room was filled with a mighty windstorm and it filled the house and, and they were sitting there where they were. See, a lot of the times, I think, and you've got to get this bit. This is the bit that I was really wanting to get to out of everything. Not cheeseburgers, not big fish. This bit. It says that the, the, the Holy Spirit filled the room. So the presence of God came. When the presence of God is there, then the power of God comes. The power of God will not come without the presence of God. Just <laughs> That's it. Job done. Drop the mic. Walk off. A lot of the times, we go after the power of God and we don't see the results that we're after because we haven't gone after the presence of God. If you go after the presence of God, then the power of God will come. But we are such in a rush. We're in a hurry. Could be an hour. Could be two hours. Could be three hours. But we go after the power, the presence of God first. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And that's why when we do the service, we come into His gates with thanksgiving. We come into His courts with praise. We go, Lord, we need Your presence. We want to honour Your presence. You know, honouring God's presence comes from honouring by faith. Honouring by faith. The Roman officer just, I just need to talk to Jesus. I just got to get, get into His presence. The woman with the issue of blood, I've just got to get into His presence. When you get into God's presence, then the power of God will, will move. But are we willing to wait? You know the disciples? 50 days they met in the upper room 
And they continued to pray. They continued to pray. I mean, how many times can you say the Lord's Prayer over and over and over again? That's what they would have been praying. That's what they were taught. They might have added in a few other things as well. But they continued 50 days. You know, we, we stretch out and we push out. And we say, hey, let's do a Daniel fast for 21 days. And like, maybe that's just my attitude. I'm not sure. Or we talk about Jesus fasting 40 days. Well, 50 days. You know, they're willing to wait as long as it took for their breakthrough. Church, if you honour the seeking God's face, you will see evidence. You will see the reality of what you've been praying for. Hebrews chapter 11 Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of the things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. When we stand to our feet, we're just going to spend a minute or two just activating. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.